Hello, everybody, and welcome to Issue Crew Movie Reviews Back in Action. It's been a minute or two, folks. I am your host, Riley, of course, your magnanimous host here on the Movie Review Show. And joining me today is one of the other seven, another member of The Seven, The Seven, The Chosen Ones. The we are not the from the fucking crew. boys. The Issue Crew, the most powerful group to ever inhabit the universe, and I'm here with the least powerful member. Give it up for Crow Royalty, everybody. Yeah, joke's on you. I'm secretly the most powerful, and I just hide away my power, bitch. Uh, Jason is the most powerful. He got so powerful that he had to break off from the group. His uh, his power was so imposing that like, when he stood around us, it would just like... So Jason is Omni-Man? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Jason's gonna show up one day and kill us all, and we're not gonna see it coming. And he's gonna he's gonna ask us what our problem is <laughs> before before our demise. He's gonna say, "What's your problem?" <laughs> By Johan Birch, buy it now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of guys, I did in fact buy that book. Have I read it? <laughs> no. Am I going to? Probably. 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 That's still the most recent episode. It feels like. For some reason, it feels like it's been longer. Is that the most recent episode? No. I'm second-guessing myself. Well, no, but we did fit, but that's not out yet. Yeah, and this won't be out until after that. Yeah, no, no, this won't be out until after but I'm saying, in our, in, people know we record this before it comes out, Crow. We're not trying to do some, like, <laughs> shady shit, uh, but as of right now, <laughs> as of recording, I believe it is our most recent episode. Uh, to be put out. But anyway. Enough about issue crew logistics, folks. Because we're here here for a little bit of a throwback. This is something I've I've teased for a long time. And now we're doing it just randomly on impulse. Because we couldn't agree on anything else. Um, if you'll remember. If you, if you go back in time. Riley didn't want to watch the best Kamen Rider movie imaginable. Or anything else interesting. So we agreed on this movie. Oh, I'm going to hope you're setting me up for a surprise, uh, but folks, uh, so... <laughs> I said anything else interesting. Okay, fair. Um, so, it's finally time. If you'll remember, the old fans may remember that this is not my first movie review show. I've had a couple in the day, uh, but my... I had 9,999 um, of them, but guys. Like, like four. <laughs> He makes a new one every single episode. He can never keep the name straight. Yeah, true, 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 true. Um, but so yeah, this is just issue crew movie reviews for this episode, and this is the only one that'll ever get published, and it's the only one that has ever been published. It's the only one. But okay, shut up now. Uh, so uh, <laughs> the fact the you let me get away with saying that <laughs> the previous one. Uh, it was a show called the Riley Live Movie Review Podcast, which is a show that I uh, streamed to Twitch when I recorded it. Um, then I released an edited... Uh, po- well, I put up the stream archive on YouTube, and I released like an edited podcast version where I cut the silence on uh, fucking... Did I cut the silence? That doesn't matter. But I really- I'd used a Craig recording, and I put it out on the Riley Podcast mega feed. Um, and one of the early movies we did on there, I think it was fairly early into the show's run, uh, was, uh, Juno, a movie that I saw one night 
while I was high scrolling through Hulu and I saw that it had J.K. Simmons in it and Michael oh, Sarah. It had J. Jonah Jameson in it. You yeah, mean. yeah. It had, it had J. Jonah Jameson in it. I love J. Jonah Jameson. Yeah, had, I, I love Omni. It had, it had Scott Pilgrim in it. <laughs> I like yeah. Scott Pilgrim. I, I like uh, Scott Pilgrim too. Um, and I hadn't heard of anybody yeah. else in the movie, but I was like, okay, this movie, as part of its top billing cast, has both J. Jonah Jameson and fucking Scott Pilgrim. I gotta see this movie. So just on on a whim, I clicked upon the film Juno. And what I was met with, Corelty, is in my opinion, my favorite movie that is not for Japanese weeaboos. I do, I do. <laughs> I have always said that my favorite movie is Dragon Ball Super Broly, and I think I like that maybe just a little tiny smidge more than this because I'm a nerd. Uh, but in terms of like real, what 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 the people around me would consider like legitimate cinema, uh, this movie walks away with it for me. Um, and the reason why we're here to do uh, Juno Tuno uh, is uh, because Crow has never seen this movie. So I figured it would be cool to expose them to it for the first time, get their blind reaction uh, to what this movie is uh, and just everything about it. So Crow Royalty, I guess I'll give you the floor. What's your take? What are your, give, give us your general impressions uh, before we get into deep conversation. How, do, how did you feel about Juno? About Juno the character? It's so, you know the movie and you know the character. <laughs> but let me finish my sentence before you interrupt me, please. Okay. About you know the person or the character? It's Elliot Page. What is there to have a problem with? Very true. Um, the movie has one downside. One. I think what you might be describing as a downside is like just like a legitimate dramatic point in the movie. And part of what makes all the emotions and what makes everything going on works. No, 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 no. The downside. Okay, what is it? The downside. Okay. If a movie movie makes me think that there's a pedophile in the movie, I count it as a downside. Well, you shouldn't because it's like part of the identity of what the story is. Like, it's not... The, the, this the, this is not a movie that glorifies uh, pedophilia. The guy's obviously a scumbag, um, and it ends with him leaving his wife, going to live in a fucking studio apartment to become Kurt Cobain. Uh, <laughs> and... Become Kurt Cobain so he can have a kid. <laughs> He's gonna Kurt Cobain didn't have a kid, I don't think. No, no, no. That was like the an entire like uh, conversation in the movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, so he can go become. Oh yeah, so he can have a kid. He can't. He can't have a kid until he becomes Kirk But yeah, I do remember that. Exactly. Line. Okay. Uh, exactly. But yeah, he he made the girl cry. Uh, he was he was a scumbag. Not a not a nice guy. But that's part of the emotional grab of the story. You know, she gets drawn in. Uh, she gets betrayed uh, and violated. Um, and it's not. It's an emotional experience, and it's part of the. The struggle of the character. I guess it's particularly dark, and maybe you're not uh, into that, but I think it plays into the rest of what this art piece is about. I like the rest of it. But pedo-adoptive dad. 
Well, he doesn't end up adopting the kid. I, I'd have much more of an issue with it if he ended up adopting the kid. Um, but that, it's like part of the movie, you know? I don't think you could take it out without losing a lot of what it is. I don't think you could take it out. But it is kind of a drawback for me in my enjoyment of the movie. That's like my only takeaway from it. Like, it's, it's a good movie. I admit that. That scene don't really like that's just me so i don't know it's it's art man i guess i i guess i take issue with it with you just like dismissing it outright for just like um, the the i guess the depiction of the vile crime the but like i'm not movie. saying you're dismissing you're dismissing that part of the movie which i think is important to i'm not saying it's the not entire important. product i'm not saying it's not important i'm saying it's not a scene that I resonate with. Okay, yeah, I guess that's fair. That I the, necessarily like. That's a, that's a better way to describe it. The way you, the I don't think it detracts from the movie, but I think you can dislike the scene. I guess like that again. That's the only bad thing I have to say about the movie is one scene that I don't like. Okay, that's it, the thing. It's just like I feel like you're being very general. I feel like you're looking at it from a I don't like this perspective instead of like what it does instead of what the story is perspective. I like watch a an, movie. It, I watch fiction. a movie it's to watch a movie. It's an art piece. Okay, I understand that, but I watch a movie to watch something that I like. That's why I watch movies. It's an enjoyment thing. I'm not There's sometimes that I get overly analytical when I'm like having the most amount of fun with something because then I start to like hyper focus on all of the little details because I'm having so much fun. That scene, I had been doing that for the rest of the movie, but when that scene came up, I just kind of blanked out when it came to that scene. What we're learning is Corelty just has, like, no mechanism to appreciate, like, harsh art. Harsh art is not my forte, dude. I can appreciate something that is artsy. But, uh, like... I'm not. I'm not going to talk about that movie on this because if I talk hey, about that, movie? Movie, uh, the movie I brought up to you in DMs earlier that we're going to do on my show. Oh, gotcha. Uh, so from the reviews that I saw of it, I haven't watched it yet, but from the reviews that I saw of it, that movie is also really artsy and contains a like very disturbing scene. I see. And I'm also not really looking forward to that. <laughs> In the movie, I still want to cover it because I think the movie will be good otherwise. But I guess I'm just. Awesome. I guess I'm just. Over. First of all, I guess I. The, no, no, no. The, the, fuck you. <laughs> I, I guess I'm just. Uh, maybe I just don't have as strong a reaction to that kind of shit as you. I guess I'm just kind of used to seeing fucked up shit in media. Like, I saw the thing with the dog and the little girl in Full Metal Alchemist. Like, I saw that. That, 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 was, the, up. <laughs> that was traumatizing when I was, like, 12. But, you know, I, I now understand the impact of what it did. And I, I even understood it at the time, but it was still, it was still New information. crazy. Um, um, but shit, uh, I, I was going somewhere else with that, but I think I lost it. But, like, it, it's just, like, a personal taste thing. I don't watch a lot of things with that kind of like I don't go out looking for things that have this in them so I don't see it a lot 
So whenever I do find something with it, it does kind of detract from it, my enjoyment of it a little bit, which is what it did. I guess it's that's not just a, like, I guess that kind of shocked me to my core. Like I, I, it seems like you're getting frustrated that I'm harping on it. I'm sorry for that. But like, no, no, the, no, I'm just explaining. I'm okay. not, I'm frustrated at somebody else. I gotcha. Just a separate frustration. It's just like that separate frustration. That's it's in, it's interesting to me. It's like it's like this mysterious thing I don't understand. Like it seems, it seems farcical, but like at the same time, like obviously everybody has different opinions. Everybody has different ways they perceive things, and I would never discredit any of that. It just seems wild to me, as somebody who has appreciated a lot of art with a lot of like, uh, fucked up situations within it, and that being like part of part of the story and part of how the characters grow and change and like part of how the world around them um is not how they perceive it um it's i I think it's part of the identity of the film that like uh juno was completely none the wiser uh to what was going on the whole time and it was kind of this completely like life-shattering thing uh when she realized that his intentions were not pure even though he had reached the point where he assumed that she knew that um, but she was just naive, and she didn't understand what was going on. And I think that's kind of important to the movie's identity, and just like who who Juno is as a character. That she's still she's still growing up, and she was put in this fucked up situation because she was acting on her own and th- thought that she understood everything that was going on. When in reality, the world's a lot more fucked up than she realizes. Yeah, I get that, and I understand that it's part of her journey. And I understand that it's part of the movie for a reason. It's just not my forte. That's fair. It's also not even, I guess I just feel the need to defend it. It's not even that big of a highlight. It's not like a highlight of the movie or anything. I don't want to, no, I don't want to, it's not like, I'm not saying my, it's my favorite scene or anything, <laughs> but I'm just saying it's important to the overall story arc. And then yeah, I don't think I, I would describe it as a detraction from the film. It's it just a detraction for my enjoyment. That's fair. Uh, but if, if did you have any other like thoughts you wanted to get into? I know you wanted to lead with that, but what, what were I your wanted, I wanted to lead impressions that on the rest of the movie? The um, but uh, Scott Pilgrim's character really liked that. Um, J. Jonah Jameson slash Omni Man, dude, this man gives the best fucking advice. Dude, this guy fucking. That rocks. is the highlight of this movie, and cannot convince me otherwise. <laughs> Juno's dad was a fucking rod. Though J.K. Simmons never disappoints. Jake Simmons does not have like a dedicated bad dad role. Like, okay, I have to talk about Omni Man. I, I I would say Omni Man probably not the best dad. <laughs> no, he's not. Omni Man is like a terrible dad. But then you see, like, the occasions of, like, what is J.K. Simmons, like, pushing through, especially towards, like, the last episode of Invincible. Well, I guess there's the big moment at the end where, like, he has it. And he that just Lamar. radiates yeah. J.K. Simmons' energy. And I'm pretty sure in the comics, and, like, like Omni-Man gets cool. But I, I don't know that for sure. I don't quite remember. I, I don't know that off the top of my head either. But, like, you see my point. Like, there's not a dad that J.K. Simmons has played that I can't find one reason to, like, somewhat side with them. You see, immediately my reaction is maybe J. Jonah Jameson's a bad dad, but then I think about... No! The, the, J. Jonah I, Jameson is the I guess best dad. <laughs> I haven't seen Spider-Man 3, so I haven't seen a lot of J.K. Simmons being a dad as J. Jonah Jameson, but, like, I think about 
spectacular Spider-Man. And like, even though J. Jonah Jameson's a dickhead, like he has a lot of redeeming qualities and his like unwavering love for his son is one of them. So exactly. uh, yeah. yeah. I love like JK Simmons does. There is no way in hell you can ever convince me that JK Simmons is a bad dad. In I'm any sure you could do media. it. I'm, oh, I'm he's, sure he's a good could. actor. I'm sure you could play a bad oh, I'm dad. I'm sure he fucking could. But my point also stands. There is no one who has specifically put J.K. Simmons in like a terrible parental role that I have seen. Okay? Even as Omni-Man. Like, we get glimpses of what it, or what their life was like before uh, Omni-Man went fucking insane. And yeah. even then, Omni-Man was a good dad. Like, he was trying to help his kid with his powers. He was trying to be somewhat normal with him. And then he starts developing these powers, and then the dynamic changes. And, oh shit, he's helping him learn how to control his powers more. But then he goes fucking insane. <laughs> That's the... J.K. Simmons can play an insane man very well. A bad dad, I don't think so. I think at the end of the day, like, uh, Omni-Man was thinking of everything within the frame of being like a father. I think he just like in his delusions of grandeur, like if things went the way that he thought he would, I think he like, it was depicted that he was kind of like upset that Mark's powers did come in and that he wasn't sure that they would. Um, so I think in a perfect world, Mark wouldn't have gotten powers. Uh, Omni-Man would have enslaved the earth and been like, no family. It's okay that that happened because they're going to make the earth better. Um, and then his family, who does not have superpowers, would just have to be like, okay, Nolan, <laughs> you do you, buddy. Uh, we can't yeah, really stop and, you. Um, yeah, and he, was stop gonna, he was going to live happily ever after with his uh, slave human pet family. Um, yeah. But, <laughs> you but know, then Mark got powers. And then Mark got powers. Thing, and then and Mark, that's what drove Mark, him insane. Yeah, that drove him insane because Mark got the powers. He's like, okay. I think he became like even more of a dad in that moment. He's like, because Nolan cares about the Viltrumites. So I know his initial reaction, I'm sure, was like, okay, oh, well, shit. I guess I, I wasn't ready for this. Oh, shit. But like now I got to like, now I got to teach be him how bad. to be a Viltrumite. Now I got to like teach him how to be a Viltrumite man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's what he was prepared to do. But then Mark had his human side that, uh, Nolan didn't. And well, uh, until the end, where, you know, maybe he until, maybe until he the end, side. Yeah, sheds a single tear and just flies off. God, I can't wait for Invincible season two. Oh my god, we're not far off. I guess the year's almost over, and I know it comes yeah, out hold this on. year. I'm gonna double check. My boy Josh Keaton in there. Oh, it comes out on November third. Oh, we're getting there. We're, we're getting really there. Getting there. Very exciting, very exciting. I might actually watch this because that conversation has me like really interested in seeing where they go. <laughs> well, there you go. I heard I heard um, I, I I saw like one shitty headline about the creators, but like I guess like everybody's like that now, so I can't really hold that against them. There was some yeah. like I saw like some article headline about how they were like 
you know, the guys who wrote the comic were a bunch of stupid white guys who didn't know how to have diversity. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, okay, uh, buddy, sure. But also, um, I have I have another thing I want to say about um, Juno real quick. Sure. By all means, let, let's bring the conversation back yeah. to Juno. Because sure. I, I like Juno. I do. I genuinely do. It's just like that one detraction from it for my enjoyment. I still like the movie a hell of a lot. But um, <laughs> Juno's stepmom. What about her? She is so good. She is. But also, for sure. like, so mixed. What do you mean? <laughs> okay. I think she like, was a hero the whole movie. Oh, I do. I I do too for the most part, but there are the there's the little bit towards the beginning that I don't necessarily like have an opinion for, positive or negative. But then after uh she What told, about about Juno vomiting in her urn? Like yeah, it was just like a <laughs> like yeah, it, it's just like my one of those, urn, bro. It, like what the hell? Scenes, hey, hold up. It's one of those scenes that just has me like, okay, so they're setting up a uh, teenager versus step-parent relationship. That didn't happen. Well, that is kind of what happened. Like, it's not, not it's not super pronounced like you might have guessed, but like, there's yeah, definitely like, there's definitely tension there. That's where the toss-up was. That, that's where the toss-up was. It's like, I don't it's have any... De- it, it's deeper, it's, it's like on a deeper level than what you yeah. would initially guess. Like, you... You see that trope and you just assume it's going to be very outward. Like, you're not my real mom. But, like, it's more like, it's more like even though she, like, lives amongst her and there's not, like, an active issue, there's definitely some level of resentment that does come out um, in that little interaction they have. um, Like, in the middle of. No, not in the beginning. Well, the beginning, too, but, like, in the middle, too. uh, The interaction where. When uh, when she walks in. When when she talks about hanging out with with the dude. Hanging yeah. out with the pedophile, um, and the and the stepmom's like, eh, you probably she's like a married man. You can't just be hanging around there. Uh, and then she's just like, do you even have a dog? Why are you knitting a dog blanket? She just like suddenly <laughs> snaps on her. <laughs> no, that that could be attributed to hormones, and I kind of like the way that they played that because I, I think that's what they were trying to go for. Yeah, 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 it's like the hormones were bringing out like the resentment that she was kind of keeping waddled up. Yeah, and uh, but I really like her in just about every other scene, and I like the dynamic that they did. It's just that starting bit just had me a little rocky, if that makes sense. On her, yeah, character. like she's a really good character. I really like her. Just had 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 the boat. It was it was rocking the boat. <laughs> To start, also, the, little, the little girl with all her bacon bits, very relatable. I also very, very relatable. like to have a lot of bacon bits on my potato. Same. Same. Especially if you put ranch and cheese on it. Oh. And I, I hope J.K. Simmons does not kick my monkey butt as a result of no, all no, the no, bacon no, no. bits that I'm eating on my potato. No, 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 no. J.K. Simmons is going to come and uh, kick your monkey ass. Okay, because I'm an adult, so now it's real. Yeah. <laughs> I die as a result of this, by the way. J.K. Simmons kills me in this scenario. J.K. Simmons, Simmons kills him by kicking his monkey ass. This is less, uh, this is less a Juno's dad thing and more... Uh, fuck, what's his name? I used to know it. Fuck. The guy from Whiplash. I don't know his name off the top of I my head. I didn't watch Whiplash. 
uh, th- there's a movie called Whip- a very famous movie called Whiplash that I intend to review on this show at some point, where uh, J.K. Simmons plays a very harsh music instructor who uh, basically verbally and to some level physically abuses a boy into becoming like the best at like a- an instrument. I don't remember what the instrument is. Um, but like it's kind of a movie about like the struggle and like the the kind of like dichotomy between the fact that like he was being mistreated, but also like he he was definitely taught correctly. Um, I, this is just based on like what I've heard about this film. Very famous and very well uh, beloved, and one of J.K. Simmons' uh, most highlighted works. I definitely want to check it out soon. I, I forgot about that. Um, I should... Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm looking to see how long it is to see if it breaks your fucking criteria. That's not my always criteria. Like, we can set up longer movies, but just, like, lately I haven't been feeling like watching movies. That's why we haven't made this show in a month and a half. So I was like, okay, I'll watch something. I'll make a show. But I don't want the movie to be any longer than, like, an hour and a half. Like, an hour 40, maybe. It's an hour and 46 minutes. It's okay. six minutes over. <laughs> okay. Oh, no, no, it's an hour 47. Excuse me. It's seven minutes over. I can live with that. <laughs> oh, I forgot Birdman exists. Uh the Michael Keaton movie Birdman? I think. I'm very yeah, I'm I, I'm interested in Birdman too. I am too, but it's two hours. We could do Birdman on the show at some point. You could also do Birdman on my show. No. Oh fuck you. Your show's for all the nerd shit, okay? <laughs> yeah, but you won't let I get, me I get the cool shit here. like Birdman. <laughs> No, Birdman is nerd shit, because I'm pretty sure it's a movie about a bird superhero. Yeah, but it's more of like a... It's not about... It's not just about a bird superhero. thought it was. It's about a guy who plays a bird superhero. And, like, his life. (laughs) It's a character piece. Oh, it's just Batman, but it's just Michael Keaton's life as the Batman. Pretty much. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. I think it's a metatextual thing where it's about a guy who plays a superhero named Birdman. Uh, but maybe you're right. But I feel like it's the thing. I, I only said. ever. Re- oh shit! Emma Stone's in this. Ayo. Ayo. Yeah, Emma Stone is in this. What the fuck? <laughs> oh, so is uh, Zach Galifianakis. <laughs> <laughs> You know what we should review one day? Uh, what should we? Tell me. All three of the Hangover movies. You know, I thought about watching those. That's the only thing I know Zach Galifianakis from. I've, I've like, heard clips of Zach Galifianakis, like, interviewing people. And, like, oh, being I really want to see that. Um, but... Anyway, um, anyway Juno. let's get back into Juno. Okay, so um, I want to talk about another character. <laughs> Which one? I don't know her name for the life of me. Leah? But she was just like the highlight of all of the school scenes. Are you talking about her best in. friend? Yeah, her best friend. Leah, yes. Leah's a queen. Leah. We stand Leah in this house. Leah, get better. But the, yes, we do hope that Leah gets better, but also she is, we, we stand her in this house. <laughs> yes, we stand Leah, but please, Leah, get better. Please, you, Leah, you have a disease. stop talking about Woody Allen 
with your 40 year old teachers <laughs> yes please that's stop, a good joke that's a that that's a good teacher. joke though that that's a very good line they knew what they were doing yeah but then there's also the fact of reverse pedophilia well yes that's the that's the implication it's, it's supposed to be fucked up but like that, exactly that's why they knew what they were doing with that joke because woody allen I, I believe there's like pedo shit with Woody Allen, so that's why it's uh, that's why the line she says when it's like, oh, she she, she talks to teachers, and then she says, "I love Woody Allen," like that's the joke. <laughs> Hold on, I'm double checking to see if that's what this at is. I'm pretty sure Woody Allen. Oh no, he frequently socialized with Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and sexual abuse allegations. Okay, yeah. So that was the joke: is that she loves Woody Allen because she was being. Oh Woody wait, Allen. there is also pedophilia. That was just like the fourth thing down. <laughs> this guy's got a big rap sheet. <laughs> yeah, the first one is he socialized with Jeffrey Epstein. Uh, then there's something about a TV interview. Then there's uh, Allen versus Pharaoh digs into Woody Allen sex abuse allegations. All right, no, no more Woody Allen. We're done with Woody Allen. <laughs> <laughs> then there's something somebody defends Woody Allen, and then there's why isn't Woody Allen in jail for pedophilia? Wait, are we are we are is that like a list of Google results? I thought that was his Wikipedia. No, that's just the like, Google wait. results. That's just the Google results. It's like why is there why is there a section of his Wikipedia article about a guy who defended him? <laughs> I don't know. I don't but, uh, know. But uh, no, I was just reading off the. Um, like google results because the google results are always the truth no she uh leah definitely had a lot of charisma i think she owned a lot of the scenes she was in um she just is very she's got good comedic timing Uh, olivia thurlby is a very talented actress at least at least based on this movie i don't know what else she's done uh besides this uh besides elliot page according to his book Wait, what? <laughs> There's apparently a part in uh, Elliot Page's new book. I don't know if you heard, but he wrote a memoir. Um, there's apparently a part in his book uh, where he talks about uh, while they were making Juno, um, him and Olivia Thurlby were in a sexual relationship. Hold on. I never, I, ne- I, I never followed the news story through to the end of its logical conclusion because I remember all the news articles were like, we've reached out to Olivia Thurlby for comment. She hasn't said anything. I don't know what the resolution on that was. Okay. So, <laughs> that explains why my brain thought these two were going to become lesbian lovers before the end of the movie. Because <laughs> they already were. <laughs> <laughs> like, I genuinely thought the end of this movie was See, going to be There you go. You, uh, the, the, you wrongly thought this movie was going to be gay. I wrongly thought the last movie was going to be gay. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I thought Belle was gonna be gay. I was wrong. You thought that Juno was gonna be gay. You were right in real life, but you were wrong in the movie. Uh, at least I was right in real life. True. <laughs> at least I get to claim that I was right. Um. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Um. Uh, I I swear I thought that they were going to have like a weird makeout session in the middle of this movie, and I'm not sure why. I'm not sure if it's just like the like real life playing over into the movie, but I swear I thought that. You know they were going to talk thought, about talk, start talking about the slumber parties they used to have. Huh? 
You thought they were going to start talking about the slumber parties they used to have? Yeah. Uh, like the other movie by this writer that was very gay? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait, have you seen Jennifer's Body? Yes. Hell yeah. That movie rocked. <laughs> Motherfucker, I'm a horror movie person. When did okay. you think I wouldn't watch Jennifer's Body? And did you, you knew this was written by the same person? You recognized the name? I didn't recognize the name. I recognized the writing style. Okay, yeah, that's fair. Good, good I eye. Didn't yes. Where this was? This, where, this was written I by the same guy as Jennifer's it. body. Yeah. Okay. N- never mind. Fuck everything else that I had planned for us to do next. We're doing Jennifer's body on my show next. I've also <laughs> reviewed. I've also reviewed Jennifer's body on another show too, and I, a little bit more recently. Not like super. I, don't I, give, I, I, I give could do it. I could do it again. It doesn't matter. I don't give a fuck. We're doing Jennifer's body. Okay, that's fair. I want to do. I want to do the other Wait, movie that this same writer and director did that I suggested to you last time you were going to do this, and then I don't think you ever responded. What movie was it? What was it called? Was it called Young Adult? Oh no, I think that's what it was. No. What do you mean no? I remember looking that up and not being at all intrigued by it. Well, it's now you know. Now you've seen the talent of this writer and this director. Are you not interested in seeing the other movie that they made together? Wait, does this start? <laughs> I didn't realize this the last time I looked at this movie. But uh, this stars uh, someone off of Modern Family, I think. Oh, is that true? I think that's who this is. I've seen like three episodes of Modern Family in my life, and they were all... On the TV at Noah's house. Shout out to my old friend Noah. The only reason why I've seen any of that show. Sitting in the living room with Noah and Noah's mom and Noah's dog. Watching Modern Family. Oh no, 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 I'm wrong. Uh, She just looks really similar to the mom off of Modern Family. I see. Uh, but... Wait, who are we talking about again? Well, I think the last character we were talking about was Leah, but then we were on to talking about other movies. The other movies made by, directed by Jason Reitman and written by Diablo Cody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, also, uh, back to Leah for a second. Leah's a damn good friend. She is. For two reasons, okay? Okay. Her first reaction to hearing that Juno is pregnant is just, oh, what, did you eat too much? You got a food, baby? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Which had me cackling I also like how she just, like, I don't know, this is not even, like, a joke, but for some reason it's amusing to me that she just, like, has a bunny. And that's never, like, it's, there's never dr- attention drawn to it. Her bunny never comes up again. She's, like, hanging out with a bunny while she talks to Juno on the phone. <laughs> Oh, wait, yeah, she was. I forgot about that bunny. <laughs> just, a, just for one scene, she's chilling with a bunny. I assume she snuck that animal on for that shoot, and they just really liked it. <laughs> it's like, oh, it'd be cute if she had a bunny in the scene. Yeah. Um, But then the second thing that Leah does is after she's, like, sure she's sure, or like, well, after she has been thoroughly told it is not a food baby, her response is, "Oh shit!" 
<laughs> You're pregnant, pregnant. Yeah, that was kind of the emotion I was looking for on the first take. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Juno uh, is the just the, Juno is just the best. Like I, you were know, probably getting to her, but like Juno, she's she's very commanding. Yeah, she's very much she's, so. she's got the personality to rule a room. I'm I'm going through the characters like one by one as I want to talk about them because I want to save Juno for last. I do know that. that, that that's fair. I'm just I'm going to my thoughts a little bit, trying to contribute a little bit. But you you keep going. You can keep going down the list. Uh, next is the adoptive mom. We talked about the adoptive dad. We talked about her, uh, or about Juno's we didn't talk dad. M- we didn't talk much about the adoptive dad. I don't have anything else to say about the adoptive dad. I mean, the actor's pretty good. He's well acted. He, he, did, he yeah. did a good job. He did a good job of tricking me in the first take. Wait, like, what? Before, before I knew where it was going. I, it oh. wasn't... I did not realize until the very end, but like for a while, I thought he was just going to be cool. And then oh, I was yeah. like, wait Same. a minute. And then I frantically <laughs> messaged you, hey, is this guy a pedophile? Is this guy a pedophile? Yeah. And I was like, I'm <laughs> not going to spoil the movie start. for you, Crow. So I'm not going to answer that question. At least you didn't give the wrong answer to that question and just refuse to answer it. Well, I did refuse to answer it. I said, at least you didn't just give the wrong answer. Oh yeah, just tell you and no, he- just to shock you later. He's like, damn it! <laughs> he tricked me! He lied! He lied! <laughs> I've been hoodwinked! I've been hoodwinked by Riley. Uh, anyway, moving on from him, because I don't have anything else really to talk about with him. I didn't really like him after, you know, that happened. And it did- he-, he was good for the first part, and then he immediately got ruined as soon as he started doing pedo shit. Moving on to the adoptive mom. Oh my god, I love her. She's just so nice. She is nice. Like, okay. Except when she, she when that, she when she when she interrupted the jam session, she was kind of a buzzkill. Oh, I did. I didn't care about that because, see, as far back as that scene, like our first introduction to her, I knew she was going to be like the one like really taking charge of wanting this kid you immediately clocked that i immediately clocked that i'm like something's off with this dude i don't know what yet something's off with him something's going on with this guy (laughs) but this bitch right here she wants this child she's gonna get this child i'm not sure if it's gonna turn out the way i think it might turn out but it's she's gonna get this child Yeah, at another, one point I was legitimately thinking she was going to kidnap this child after it was born. Another thing about uh, to bring up, because you don't have anything else about him, about uh, the guy who I only know by his actor's name, Jason Bateman, but is not is a character. I'm the, uh, Jason Bateman is a nice He's man, a as far as I know, I would like to say, but I only know this guy is Jason Bateman. So Jason Bateman, another thing about Jason Bateman is that... Uh, He's Charlie from Two and a Half Men. They just did that for him. Like, he literally, he's like a rich guy who made his money off of dumb commercial jingles um, and is a sex pest. Like, they did a, they Wait, did a Charlie from Two and a Half Men. He kind of looks like Charlie off of Two and a Half Men. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
I, I just started Googling Jason Bateman. There's also a whole there's a whole episode of Two and a Half Men. Now, to be fair, they are successful in not acting upon it, which I think is a a strong level of self-control for a sitcom being made at that time. However, there is a season one episode of Two and a Half Men where the plot is that Berta's extremely hot 17-year-old niece is hanging out at the house and Alan and Charlie have to very strongly resist the urge to make sexual advances towards her, and that's the plot. <laughs> Charlie's a better man. That's true. Charlie is a better man. That's right. That's what you can say. Is the, the Charlie didn't go through with it. Uh, the funny enough to to tie it back into an earlier discussion, uh, the seventeen year old niece was played by Jennifer Fox, star of Jennifer's Body, not Jennifer Fox, <laughs> Megan I Fox. No, Megan Fox, not Jennifer oh, she, Fox. She was played by Megan Fox. Yeah. Also, side note, side note. Okay. Yep. This is something I saw the other day. Sure. I, I don't know why I saw this, but I saw it on TikTok. Okay. Would you rather marry Ice Spice or Megan Fox in her, like, prime? I don't know who Ice Spice is, so probably Megan Fox. <laughs> I don't know why this showed up on my TikTok for you page. It was is so Ice weird. Spice... And... Okay, I keep hearing about this Ice Spice. So it's not... This person is not one of these Spice girls, correct? I don't know. I don't think she is. I don't think the Spice Girls are back. It's been a long time since the. But it's weird. No, she's a rapper. That, okay, because it's weird because that's what I thought immediately. Because you might not know this because you're a super zoomer. Um, but there was this game. Th- this game, not a game. Uh, I this know band, who the Spice Girls are. Yeah, that's why. But their names, like they went by like Baby Spice. And like something else, spice and something else, spice. The only one I remember is Baby Spice. Um, but I heard Ice Spice, and I'm like, is she one of the Spice Girls? Why are people talking about one of the Spice Girls? But I quickly, I quickly realized by context clues that she probably was not one of the Spice Girls, and if she was, she had come back with a very thunderous solo career. Uh, but it's, I don't think that's true. I think she's not one of the Spice Girls. Uh, but I've never seen this person. She isn't. Let me let me let me uh, pop my ice spice cherry here. Let me look upon her for the first time. <laughs> He's gonna pop like... his ice spice cherry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I phrased that sillily on purpose. Uh, let's let's see. Google ice spice. Wait. <laughs> oh, Megan Fox, without a doubt. Yeah. Same. Oh my god! Really. This is a yeah, question? Same. Yeah. I know. That's something that showed up on my fucking TikTok page. Megan Fox from Jennifer's Body? You don't think I want her more than Ice Spice? No, no, no. Here, here's the funny part. Okay? Yeah, what's up? They thought peak uh, Megan Fox, or Megan Fox in her prime, was the Transformers movie that she was in. Well, that's fair. I think she looked... I think she, she looked, was... like, similarly... She looked she just as hot, I think. She was I in the Transformers movie. She probably like uh, dressed hotter as Jennifer, but like Jennifer's body. I think she was because this was the Michael Bay movies. Uh, they were trying to get uh, horny teenagers, and um, and it worked. 
<laughs> I remember I remember seeing clips of uh Megan Fox's jean shorts ass from the movie Transformers. I remember seeing that <laughs> clip a lot just throughout the internet in my time because people were very horny for jean short Megan Fox in Transformers. Yeah, it was weird. I, I never got it as a kid, but then I went back and watched uh fucking Jennifer's body and was like I maybe There's also the two and a half men episode which she was an adult when she filmed. It's the 17 was the joke in the episode, but she she was not 17 when she filmed that and there were a lot of very sexually suggestive thoughts that live rent free in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> um have you done any like reviews of Two and a Half Men? Uh, no. Me and Demi Gloom have like talked about doing it, but it's never happened. I'll actually do it. I was thinking about it, but like, nah, I don't know. Because like, we gotta, I we gotta do Full House. That's the sitcom we gotta pro- focus on. Ew. What do you mean, ew? We were gonna do Full Wait, House. Wait, you said Full House, not Fuller House. Okay, never mind. No, no, no. We had to do all of Full House before we did all of Fuller House. I, I heard you wrong. I was like, wait, you're doing Fuller House? Ew. No. Don't Eventually, Eventually, House. I'll think we'll have to if we get through all of Full House, but not until we get through all of Full House. Yeah, you gotta get through Full House before you can go on to Fuller House, which my sister does not understand. I mean, you could probably say the same thing about Boy and Girl Meets World, but I don't think that's how it shook out for you. Huh? Is that how it shook out for you? Which one did you see first? Boy Meets World. Zumero? Okay. Boy Meets World was better. Well, I mean, yeah, duh. Well, okay, I saw, like, half an episode of Girl Meets World, and then was like, this is stupid. Didn't want it. Uh, two weeks later, one of my friends introduces me to this show that they had, like, DVDs of for some reason. Called, they have DVDs uh, Boy Meets of Girl Meets World. Oh, Boy Meets World, okay. So you did see Girl Meets World first. You saw Girl I Meets saw World. What episode of it didn't like it because I didn't understand the context because it was in the middle of the season and I didn't know what the fuck was going on or who any of these characters were. I mean, we all we also watched an out of context middle of the season Girl Meets World episode, and you enjoyed that one. Yeah, because I'd seen most of Girl Meets World at that point. Okay, you you went back at some point and you watched it. Okay, yeah, because I had seen Boy Meets World. It makes sense more after you watch Boy Meets World. I would imagine it would, yeah. Uh, I didn't know... I didn't understand the importance of Corey, Topanga, Fargle, or literally anybody except for Maya and Riley. <laughs> well, I think, I, it was me- I, I think it was meant to function that way. Like, there are plenty of regular kids that just watched it and they saw Riley and Maya and it's like, oh, it's just like a sitcom girl-best-friend duo and, like, it just so happens... That the dad and mom characters are like better actors than your usual sitcom parents, and little do they know that's because they were on a sitcom for ten years. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and it didn't like. I don't like Riley. <laughs> I, I I definitely I had ups and downs with Riley. I think there are some low lights for Riley. Like I think there are definitely some episodes that paint Riley out in a not favorable way. Um, but I think overall, from what I've seen, I enjoy Riley more than I don't. Like, okay. 
even there as the episode kid, where she I gets cyberbullied really and she can't just turn off the computer screen, she can't unplug the controller dog, uh, close the fucking laptop dog, walk away from the computer screen. Uh, but I remember that episode. Oof. That was just Tamagotchis, but more complicated. I guess there was blackmail in that episode, but it wasn't very it, it was it wasn't very strong blackmail. I don't remember that episode, but I, I recently I, I just recently watched a movie, uh, a video about this. I think it's it's been in recommended. I think it was fairly I think it was decently viral. If you look up th- the most unserious twenty minutes in television, it's just this dumb little nine minute video essay about this episode of Girl Meets World, uh, where Riley gets cyber bullied. Oh no, <laughs> poor Riley, who I give no fucks about. I I genuinely don't like Riley. I just never could get anywhere to where I liked her. You just like, never really liked. You just never really liked people with that name. For some reason, that name has always irked you. You've never really liked anybody with that name that you could. You motherfucker, could my brother has that name. My first dog has that name, and you have that name. Shut the fuck up. Well, the joke was that I had that name. I didn't know your brother and your first dog had that name. <laughs> it's just her. I just. She irked me <laughs> for some reason, and I couldn't ever really. Ick. Huh? She gave you the ick. She gave me the ick, and then I only liked Maya because Maya was the equivalent of what's his name. Why am I blanking on this? Don. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maya is the equivalent of Sean, and I really like Sean. And then Sean fucks her mom, and everybody lives happily ever after. Sean fucks her mom, and everything is good again. Yes. (laughs) It was the best engagement for everyone involved. Exactly. And anyway, we just got into a very long tangent. Here's how it totally is the best thing. Okay? Maya gets a dad. Sean gets a wife. (laughs) And a child. There you go. Everybody everybody wins, except for the people who shipped Sean and Angela. (laughs) Who cares? (laughs) I mean, me kinda as a, as an old school fan of Boy Meets World. I mean, World. like I also did when I first watched uh, Boy Meets World, but then I'm like, but do I care enough not to give New Sean a dad? That's fair. That's no, a fair New Sean gets a dad. <laughs> that was my entire thought process for like that entire interaction. It's like, do I care not to give a uh, new Sean a dad? Well, old Sean had a dad, and that was that was a tenuous experience for him. Yeah, that was a tenuous experience for him, but that also gives him the chance to give new Sean a better dad. That's fair. That's fair. So, like, new Sean gets a dad wins. All right, no more. We're done with Girl Meets World. We got into a very strong tangent. We very did. Early I wasn't your, even like remotely very early into your stop, thoughts on okay. Vanessa. <laughs> Wait, who? Vanessa. Oh, that was her name. Yeah, no, she is good. I like her. Um, like straight off of the bat, I've already said this. I think knew she was going to get the child in one way or another. I didn't know if she was going to do it the bad way or the good way. At what the, the start, fuck are you talking about? I wasn't sure if she was going to kidnap the child after he was born if Juno fell through. That's a very silly thing. To... No, it was like dear. It was like during the time of, like when she was being kind of a hard ass. Like it was like for five minutes tops. 
she I don't think she gave off kidnapper vibes. She just gave no, off... No, 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 no. Like, it... It's not necessarily kidnapper vibes. It's just this person wants a child so fucking badly that they might go crazy over it. I was prepared to watch a woman go crazy. I did not watch a woman go crazy. I watched a woman get a child in the best way possible, and it was adorable. He does frame the dumb little letter, and that yes, that made my heart melt. That made me cry. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> that's how sweet that was. That made me fucking cry. So yes, good character. like her a lot. Uh, who's next? Who's next? Who's next? Oh, yeah, Scott Pilgrim. What's funny about Scott Pilgrim... <laughs> he doesn't have any other name than Scott Pilgrim. What's funny about Polly Bleeker is... No, his name is Scott fucking Pilgrim. So the thing, the thing about Polly is... Michael Sarah is second billing in this movie. But that's only because of the star power. Like, the Polly Bleeker is in, like, 15 minutes of this 96-minute film. No. He's not in that much of it. I swear I remember seeing him in, like, half of the movie. No, he is definitely, out of the main cast, which is the family, Sans the little girl, because she's just a little girl, uh, the rest of the family, and Leah, and Polly, but he's definitely the least prominent of that main cast. Huh. He was, yeah, he was not in a lot of it, which is why it's always been weird to me that he got second billing yeah what i'm saying is olivia thurlby deserved second billing and michael sarah is the hack who stole it from her (laughs) oh yeah definitely man i love michael sarah but he was not in this movie as much as you'd expect him to be but he was very good when he was yes um now i want to go into a specific comment from juno about michael sarah well, not necessarily about Michael Sarah, but oh, about Polly Bleeker. Okay. No, not necessarily about Polly Bleeker either, but about okay. the boys when they're. Oh running. yeah, the, the the pork swords. Yeah, the, the, pork the famous swords. pork swords line. Yeah, the pork swords line. <laughs> that and it was right after she had moved an entire furniture set from one person's yard to the other and set it in the exact way that it was designed. Inside of the first living room. <laughs> what the fuck? I swear I... Okay. I, I knew what she was doing. It was not the and... exact set, mind you. The one, one change. She didn't have panties. No, the, the fancy tiger rug. I thought the tiger rug was part of the set. No, in the in the scene where she's on the thing, in the scene where she's at on the set in Polly Bleeker's yard, Polly says like "nice rug," and she's like, "Oh, I got it from the lady next door." So it's the same living room set with the one change of the cool tiger rug. Oh yeah, she does say that. Um, but uh, and the I, pipe I in her mouth least. to and just really play up the the fancy vibes of what she's doing here. <laughs> but what I thought was going to happen was I thought she was going to try and fuck him again. Just in the middle of the day in the yard? <laughs> exactly. I'm like, I'm not sure how freaky you are yet. Let's see if this plays out the way. It's a weird movie, I think, maybe. Huh? 
As, that's, that's a weird movie, I think, maybe. But that's not exactly how if, it... If this movie were rated R... That's sick. It is. That's sick. They're, they're, they're minors. Come on. It is. Wait, was Elliot Page a minor in this? No, no, nobody was actually a minor. There were no real minors in this film about minors. They were just playing minors. No, there was one minor. What, the little girl? Yeah, the little girl. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Who's in all of like three seconds of the movie. That's true. There's the bacon bits. And then there's the front porch at the end of the movie. And that's it. That's all I remember of this little girl. I don't think she was in much else. She was the she was the subject of a joke once was her other contribution. Well, she wasn't in that, but she was joked about. <laughs> um Yeah, so there's that character down. Back she didn't to, die, uh, if you recall. Huh? <laughs> she didn't die, if you recall. Who didn't die? That was the joke about the little girl's breathing medication. Oh. I do know forgot to give it to her. Oh. She's like, that was one time, but she didn't even die, if you recall. Oh, I thought you were talking <laughs> about a different joke. No. I thought you were talking about the ice skating joke. Oh, yeah, about the little kids can't ice skate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's another <laughs> I thought one. you were talking about that joke. I was like, yeah, I was, really ta- I was talking about the much more funny joke, actually. <laughs> no, the ice skating joke had me cackling. Fuck you. Mostly I mean, because it's... it had me mostly because it had me imagining my toddler sister going out on an ice rink and just falling on her face. Yeah, probably wouldn't end well. Nah. Um So I think that covers all of our characters except one. And um Juno I'm not McGuff? sure if you wanna Huh? Miss Juno McGuff herself. I'm not sure if you want to start us off on your thoughts on her on this, or if you would rather I speak about her first. I mean, I've said all I need to say about Juno. Uh, as far as main characters go, she's she's one of the best you could ask for. I think Elliot Page uh, gave a brilliant performance. Uh, it's definitely even even more brilliant now when you realize that Elliot Page was not very comfortable with his womanhood. Um, considering that he no longer has his womanhood now, <laughs> yeah, um, he <laughs> he did very well playing this character who was definitely a a strong depiction of like what young girlhood can be like. Okay, um, de- so- definitely really, definitely really impressive performance. Definitely really funny. I think all the all the quips uh, were very strong. I think she. Hey, real quick, before you continue on, I have a comment I want to make. Okay. There was a comment made by Juno towards her dad, uh, I think right after she told him that she was pregnant. If you're about okay. to start egg, Juno was an egg theorizing me, I'm going to fucking jump out a window. What? Just keep going, just keep going. What do you mean Juno is an egg? Explain keep going, keep going, was... keep going, keep going. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you whether I'm right or not. Just keep going. I was gonna say she makes the comment of I don't even know what kind of girl I want to be. Okay. And had me like thinking, oh, did Elliot Page put that in there on purpose? Okay, yeah, it was exactly that. I knew what, what you were gonna say. What? I'm confused about the egg. Do you not know the term egg? No. 
you're a non-binary person and you don't know the term egg, you gotta keep up keep up with your culture. Keep up with the LGBTQIA. Hey, real quick, I'm an idiot. Explain it to me. Um, egg is a term that is used uh when discussing uh speculation. Uh, or usually retrospectively regarding uh, a person who is in the, deep inside a trans woman, but they're an egg because they haven't hatched yet. Oh, or, or the other way around. Yeah, obviously, trans a woman to trans man. Uh, that's that's yeah. a dumb comparison. But I was just, though, what I was saying was I think it's really cool if Elliot Page did put that line in there. Just like trying to see. Or trying to test the waters, basically. I don't know about that. I think that's reading. I'm not saying Juno is. I don't think Juno's trans. I think it's Although Elliot the, Page. At the same that. time, I feel like I would believe that because the same the things can be very different, young to old. I could see if if Elliot Page suddenly was like, "I need to capitalize on what I believe is his most famous role." I'm pretty sure, besides maybe like Umbrella Academy. Oh no, he is um, way I, more famous for the Umbrella Academy. As, but but uh, Juno, Bonya. Juno was like a real revered film. Like it won like Oscars, I'm pretty sure. So like the Juno yeah. is a like considered a classic. So like Elliot Page is definitely remembered very strongly for his role on Juno. Uh but Yeah, yeah. You know. I forgot what I was gonna say. So uh you were you're talking about how like he would capitalize on that line. Oh, I could see him like if if he maybe tried to get the band back together and do like a Juno two about Juno's transition into a trans man. <laughs> I feel like I would like, watch that movie. I feel like I would. I might. I might. But like again, I don't. I think would watch Juno the is- real Juno Tuno. That being about a trans, and then at the end of the movie, he he has a kid with a with a girl. And then you think back to the scene where the father says that someday you'll be here on your own terms, but his own terms were more crazy than you might have expected. Whoa, yeah. Juno Tuno trans edition. We <laughs> pitch it. <laughs> J- Jason Reitman, Diablo Cody. <laughs> we got the project for you. But like again, I don't think that Juno is trans. No, you're I probably think right. that, that, I agree, and I think all the trans speculation is a little silly, but. You yeah, I, the character herself is not trans, but I think Elliot Page specifically was putting that in to test the water for themselves just to see, like, or maybe they were just posing the question to themselves. Like, maybe I'm not. Maybe you're reading into it way too much. I think maybe, it's just about, I, might be. I think it's about just her coming of age and being like, I don't know. I don't know what kind of girl I am because I'm coming to age and I'm just now figuring that out. Maybe. Maybe. But again, I read too much into things when I'm having fun with them. That's fair. That's more than fair. Like, that that's the whole reason why I kind of deterred from that initial scene that we talked about. <laughs> well, we didn't it, deter from it. We led with it. I know. No, I mean, like, why I didn't have as much fun with that scene. Or why I didn't have as much to talk about with that scene, aside from, like, that aspect kind of messing with it. Also, how long has this been going? That's my question. What? Why? I'm I'm curious. I'm curious. 
Well, I'm not looking, so I don't know. I'll look. Why would you stop the show to do this? <laughs> because I'm curious. Okay. Well, this is not good radio, Crow. Come well, on now. it wasn't good radio to begin with. Fuck you. <laughs> it's my fault for it being bad radio, man. I think we've been doing pretty good. I, I would say this is one of your better ones. This is a, this is a certified Crow Royalty banger, I think. <laughs> sure. As compared to other Crow Royalty works. Um, <laughs> that's just because we're covering your favorite movie. Yeah, and you're you have to talk about media that's not weirdo nerd shit, so you don't get on thirty weirdo nerd shit tangents. And you're just I mean, talking we've been about... getting on like forty weirdo nerd shit can't tangents. No, we not as much sitcom. as usual. Not as much as usual, and they're mutual nerd tangents. The thing about you, Crow, is you go on nerd tangents, then no one else there gives a shit about nerd tangents. Can be fun if it's a mutual nerd tangent. If there's mutual passion there, but when we're in a podcast and you're in a bunch of you're with a bunch of people who've never watched more than like five seconds of Common Rider in their lives and you're like, bro, Common Rider? We're all just like, Yeah, we care. And it's not fun. But if if there was somebody else there with your passion for Common Rider and you just you took it over and you had a strong conversation about Common Rider, that would I. be that. me and Mo talking about DC comics. Yeah, well, yes, but also that that got a little overbearing. But you know, th- it exists. It's there. There's good to be had with crow royalty. It's happened. Um, sure. <laughs> but, uh, the, the, and that was even that's a lot better than a solo set. Like it got it got tiring just because the rest of us didn't care about DC. But like you two were being passionate, and people who are passionate about DC or people who are interested in hearing people talk about what they're passionate about would enjoy the conversation you had. It just got a little drawn out. We were trying to curb it for time and also kind of make a joke about how long it was because we're a comedy podcast. Um, But at the end of the day, I think it was more constructive than a guy's common writer and us being like, what that? And you being like, Oh bro, Japan ninjas, common writers. I don't just, I don't just do Calvin Rider, and you know that. Well, yeah, but that's just my that's just the example. I like you do that's, the, I know a lot about that. Things. Yes, but that's not my main tangent. <laughs> my main tangent is explaining yokai in movies and shit, and you know this. That's true. You, <laughs> that's like the main thing I do on fucking Megazord Radio. Or the yokai? Tell us about the yokai that were at play in Juno. <laughs> there aren't any. <laughs> What what role would, did the Kappa play in uh, Juno's journey? That would journey? be fucking hilarious if there was, though. Like just tur- just like a turtle. What role did Jibanyan play? Jibanyan. <laughs> I don't think Jibanyan existed in two thousand five when this movie came out. Ah, this movie did not come out in two thousand five. <laughs> it gives me two thousand five vibes, so I say it comes out in two thousand five. I don't even know when this movie came out. Two thousand seven, I think. Uh, my my fucking Google uh, tried to autocorrect to when did Juno come out of the closet? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, December twenty fifth. It came out on Christmas. Wow, Christmas film of two thousand and seven. This is my new Christmas movie, guys. 
Uh, and Jennifer's body came out of sep- on September 18th of 2009. There. If I had to watch one of those two movies again, I think I'd watch Jennifer's body, not gonna lie. No! <laughs> but Megan Fox, though. I mean, yeah. But, like, Olivia Thirlby, though. Like, there's plenty of... If, you, if you're looking for a hot chick, you'll you'll find that in this movie, too. Yeah, but Olivia Thirlby's playing someone who's into teachers. Thankfully, that is not harped on. <laughs> sure. Well, yeah, I'm saying it's not like it's not like a it doesn't keep getting. Oh, also, up, Jennifer's body I mean. has it's Amanda not, Seyfried. It's not of that's true. It's not overwhelming. <laughs> it, there's like there's like two two jokes about it, and they don't like. Because, like, in some movies, they would kind of, like, have that be, like, a primary tenant of the character, whereas it's just kind of there for a couple jokes. Yeah, so it's not, it does not rule over the character. Um, And Olivia Thirlby is extremely attractive. Also, like, can we agree that when Juno blew up on Michael Sarah, it was, like, really funny, but also really, like, out of nowhere? Well, yeah, because she had pregnancy hormones all up in her body. I know, but it was still kind of funny. It's funny, up, Chris yeah. Pratt is in Jennifer's body. What? Yeah, he plays like the scumbag, uh, like cop boyfriend. I forgot about that. <laughs> I knew J.K. Simmons was in it, but I forgot Chris Pratt was in it. Yeah, J.K. Simmons plays a teacher. Yeah, <laughs> you forgot J.K. Simmons was in it. <laughs> I mean, that was Amanda Seyfried. I guess I, I I knew Amanda Seyfried and I knew that character, but I guess I just didn't think about they were the same person. But now that you mention it, that wasn't. Yeah, Amanda Seyfried's like the main character of Jennifer's body, aside from Jennifer. I'm trying to remember what her name was. N- was it Needy? I think it was something in that ballpark. Something that sounded similar to that. Yeah, Needy. Okay, it was Needy. I was right. Yeah, well, technically it's Anita Needy Lesnicki. Yeah, need. Uh, come on, guys. Les Nikki, what are you doing here? <laughs> yeah, it's L E S N I C K I. Les Nikki. You, really, you put Les at the beginning of the girl's last name. Yeah, the girl, the girl who has the weird lesbian side plot. <laughs> yep. Come on, guys. Come on, guys. Yup. You ain't gotta be so on the nose. No, they gotta be on the nose. Otherwise, it's not gonna be funny later. Uh, yeah, no, we should uh, definitely cover Jennifer's body at some point because that's like a really good idea. I don't know. I don't know if this is the kind of movie I want to do again. Maybe, I could. Maybe I could. Maybe I could. Come on, I want to cover. I want to cover it. Maybe it's just because it's one of the movies I've done with Alexis, and she is a much better movie review co-host than anyone oh, else you. ever. So, fuck you. <laughs> Like Juno, I did with Inside Soidberg and Random Candor, and like I love them, but other perspectives are certainly welcome. Uh, but when it comes to a movie I reviewed with Alexis and/or Dakota, uh, those Fuck are perfect, you. just the way they are, and they're better than all of you. Fuck you. Only well, Alexis is better than all of you, and Dakota was just like a good third mic. <laughs> but Fuck you. You know. Also, side note, what are what are we doing for next week on the uh, main podcast? I don't fucking know. Can next week be the um, religion episode? No. 
Oh, come on, man. Oh, my God. Shut up. No, we're not talking about this right now. <laughs> come on. We're not talking about this right now. It's not the time. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> um, also, like I said, I've, I've gotten a lot into like my philosophy and deep thoughts about this uh, movie. Uh, so I guess I'll... If there's anything in particular you want to bring up before we get to wrap up questions, talk about the score real quick. Oh yes, the music in this movie was banger. It's good. Not my it's, favorite. It's, the, the, hey, it's quirky, but it's it's like fun that it's quirky and it fits the piece really yeah, well. Yeah, I, 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 it does fit the movie. I agree. Not my taste in music. <laughs> well, I think same that's way. A, that's a weird standard to hold it to. Same way Bell wasn't your taste in music. I mean, I guess, but that movie was like... I feel like the music was not an important part of that movie at all. Like, the... the yes, it fucking was. No, 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 no. Let me rephrase. Let, we're not, let me re-clarify. The meaning behind the music was very important, but the music itself was extremely generic. Like, there was nothing defining about it. Like it could have, you could have put like any love song in there, any like uh triumph song in there, um, and it would have played the same role. Like the the meaning behind there being songs is there, but the songs themselves, I don't think, are as good as holding a deep meaning. It's just the idea of singing in general that is important to the characters, rather than the songs themselves being defining. Whereas this soundtrack even though it's a soundtrack full of pre-existing songs, so it's kind of playing in a different uh, battlefield, uh, those songs are definitely placed in such a manner where they extremely resonate well with the artwork. Um, and even if, even if it's not your taste in music, quote-unquote, I feel like that's a weird standard to hold it to when reviewing it as a film score. Um, I'm not, I didn't say that, ac that accounted for its film score. I just said it's not my taste in music. I mean, yeah, fair enough. Like the, uh, again, I think there are the a couple. Like, there's a couple. There's a couple songs for this movie that are in my playlist. Nice. I, li I like. I like a few of them. The only detractor for this movie for me is that one scene that just like threw off my enjoyment of it. But beyond that, I like this movie. I like what it does, and I like how it plays out. Sure. Like the the music has like little to nothing to do with my overall score of it. It's just not my taste in music. It's no, not no, I, I when I said playlist. score, I meant like the score, as in the music, like a oh. movie's score. Oh, <laughs> the, the way I heard that was like the way I was scoring the movie. No, I meant like when judging this as the soundtrack of a film. For it not being your type of music to be the primary tenant of that argument um, seems kind of... It's uh, still good. I can still admit that it's good. It's just okay. not my taste. Like, I can understand why certain people would like it. I'm not Juno who just goes, oh, it's just the noises. What? Yeah, when she got pissed at or in that uh, scene right after he tells her... Oh yeah, she was talking gonna... about like some rock song from the 70s or whatever. Yeah, it's just it's just noise in like a really bratty tone, but I understood what was going on and why she was mad. But like it was really bratty. True. Um 
But uh, yeah, you want to get into the final questions? Man, Elliot Page. We're not answering that third question. This is your show, not mine. Elliot Page. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) I, I was about to say, Elliot Page is one of those situations where, like, Obviously, there's no real problem, but it's one of those things you can cite as just like a quick, like, maybe you're gay joke. Because, like, (laughs) Elliot Page was hot when he was a chick. (laughs) Elliot Page is still hot. Fuck you. Uh, I'm not into men, um, and I don't like how, in terms of my sexual attractiveness to him, I kind of lost it when he sucked his tits out and got, like, man abs and a penis. Uh, But... (laughs) I, th- I think he has a penis, but th- th- that's besides the you point. You think he has a penis? Uh, I, I don't know. If, I don't know if he's gotten bottom know. surgery or not. But you don't know. Uh, the, that's the thing. Oh, do we not know? You, nobody knows. Has he, has he not stated whether no. or not he has a penis? Uh, no. That's something I would have found at this point. No. But yeah. So I'm not attracted to two men. Um, obviously, I fully support Elliot Page's transition. I fully support. Uh, trans people, I I think it's awesome that he was able to uh, fully embrace his gender identity. Um, hey, but... here's the secret: Riley's just saying that for the views, so that he doesn't get demonetized. No, that's not true. I I truly <laughs> I truly do feel that way. Um, but I can also acknowledge Riley secretly hates us all. Shut up. <laughs> uh, but I but I can acknowledge that um, prior to his transition, um, <laughs> when he was when he was appearing in movies as uh, presenting female. Um, I found him very attractive. Before the name change, guys. Before, Before the, the name. name change. Yes. I also accidentally deadnamed him on Twitter because I didn't know he was trans. I had never heard of Elliot Page until I watched this movie. Um, and then I watched this movie randomly while high on Hulu one day. Um, and then I tweeted about it. Um, and I said that I said something about like the quips that Juno made. Um, and I I described the actor by the name that they had in the credits of this movie, which is now their dead name. And then I Google not say the, on this podcast, which you won't say. Reasons. Well, I mean, to be fair, I think it's a very famous dead name. I don't think it's hard to find. Uh, oh, it's but, not hard to find, but I'm not going to give people an easier time finding it. That's fair. Does he even care about his dead name? I feel like people still talk I think about. He does I feel like people still kind of openly talk about? his time as the other name, and I, I haven't really heard him condemn it. But well, I, don't know. I mean, like, some people, like, separate the two as, like, eras, I think. That's fair. And, like, because there's pre-transition Elliot Page, and then there's post-transition Elliot Page. I think they, like, separated those into two different, like, personas, basically. And just used the, the dead name to describe the other persona. Okay, fair enough. Uh, but, but like I, I don't think we should do that. <laughs> no, I, like, I don't know why we have to Elliot go with this anyway. But yeah, Elliot Page. Just Elliot Page. Like, just call them Elliot Page. That's her name. Yeah, I forgot Anyways. he was. A, I forgot he was a he they. Anyway, so uh, Riley, who's your favorite character? Shit, man, I don't know. Don't ask me that first. That that question holds a lot stronger implications for me than it does you. This movie like defines my, my life. Kind of obvious, man. What is it? Uh, J.K. Simmons. Okay. <laughs> you, that's, that counts. Well, the, unless you're you're talking about the character, yes. 
Yeah, I don't remember his actual name, but I called him by his actor's name because I don't remember his name. I don't think his first name is brought up that much. I think it is brought up once, and I missed I it. Think, I think it's while the stepmom and the and him are talking right after Juno drops the pregnancy news. Yeah, I missed it. I think kids get bored and they have and they have intercourse. And our June bug was real stupid about it. <laughs> oh, his name's Mac McGuff. Mac McGuff. Okay. I'm still calling him J.K. Simmons. That's fair. I don't know. Just give it to um, Juno and get it over with. But like, it's either it's either it's either Juno or Leia, and we both know <laughs> who you're probably going to give it to. Leah's very tempting, though. Well, give it to Leah. But the thing is, like, I think I just have main character syndrome, and I kind of need to embrace it. Like, to to deny it would be to not give my true feelings. Like, uh, Leah definitely stands as a strong runner-up, but at the end of the day, I think this movie is a character piece that centers around Juno, and I think Juno really owns that main slot, so... Um, I'll be a cuck and just give it to the main character. But, you know, that's how it's supposed to work, really. And sometimes it works on me. Uh, but what's your favorite scene? J.K. Simmons giving uh, advice. So I guess... <laughs> so this is where we have to, like, think about the logistics of how much... What is considered a scene. Uh, no, there is... my, my scene is just... As soon as uh, Juno walks into, I that know what room, yours is. I know what you're talking until about. Until she walks out of that room, that is when. No, I know what you're talking about. That's you're right. I'm t- I'm fr- I'm free framing what I'm gonna say. Um, this is where we have to get into what defines a scene because there are multiple like transitions within this span, but I think it's all kind of one scene because it all. Le- it all leads to one conclusion. Is it, is it a valid answer to say just when Juno gives birth and like the circumstances around like getting her to the hospital and being at the hospital? Yes. Like that is, that, that's a scene? Okay. Yeah, that's a scene. Also, <laughs> one more thing. One more thing. Okay. Dwight from The Office is in this movie. Yeah, he plays the store clerk. He plays the store clerk. That's a runner-up. That's a runner-up that favorite scene for me. The and then, uh, I that scene sold me. I was sad that guy didn't come back. I started the movie, and then I just realized, wait, oh hi Dwight. <laughs> hi Dwight <laughs> from the this office. The office. Just like it was a pleasant surprise. Remember him from the show you like? Huh? Here he is. Yeah, you know this guy from the show that everyone likes, and I haven't heard a single person say one bad thing about it? Ever? Here's my hot take on it. I've never watched it. (laughs) Go fucking watch The Office. (laughs) Go fucking watch The Office, man. Eh. I don't know if I need The Office, you know? You do. You need to either watch that or you need to watch uh, The Good Place. Uh, maybe once you watch My Name is Earl. I won't watch My Name is Earl until you watch one of the two. Until I watch what? My headset fell off. One of the two. 
Fuck the you. Both place. of those are like 10 seasons. <laughs> the, the, hold on. Hold on. The Good Place is not 10 seasons. Good Place is like eight seasons, isn't it? Four. Oh, you're right. I'd assume. How many are in uh, My Name is Earl? Four. <laughs> so I guess we know what you're watching. No. Because <laughs> I've heard other people talk about The Good Place, and it's not interesting. The Good Place is interesting. What? I don't think I would enjoy The Good Place. Why like, know, knowing myself, I don't think I would enjoy The Good Place. Knowing you, I think you would enjoy My Name is Earl. Why do you think you wouldn't enjoy The Good Place? It just seems generic. What do you mean? It doesn't, it doesn't seem like it has anything special about it as compared to other sitcoms that would make me interested in it. And uh, The philosophy of it has me interested in it heavily. What do you mean, the philosophy of it? Yeah, there's a lot uh, no, of the, 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 the show. Okay. <laughs> Forget like, I asked. I don't want you to go into detail. You don't want me to go into detail, but there's like a lot of philosophy going into like the psyche of like why humans are good, why humans are bad, uh, why demons are evil, and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, there's like the mystery arc at one point. Uh, there's Michael, who is the best fucking character. Um, and, like, you gotta love the man. And, yeah, you should watch The Good Place. It's really fucking good. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what's your rating for this movie out of 10? Wow, I wonder what it could possibly be. I wonder what it could be, Riley. What what could I pos- what rating could I possibly give to the film Juno that would encompass encompass my feelings regarding this film? What is the what is the number? What would be the appropriate number to place uh, out of ten? Yeah, you're gonna give the one. Uh, it's a ten. Everybody, it's the perfect. Yeah, we, we all fucking know. Perfect ten out of ten film. Uh, the yeah, best. Uh, guys, just remove the zero from his score. And you have the right answer for him. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> just, just a ten without the zero. That's remove the zero it. and add a one, and that's the answer. It's eleven out of ten. That's how good it is. <laughs> nah, remove the remove the zero and the one. <laughs> no one said. Huh? Never. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Uh, my answer is nine point six. You you can't do that. Motherfucker, 9.6. That's against the rules. You're against the rules. The rating system of this... There are rules to this rating system, and one of the rules is no no particular decimals. Point, point five, point five Do you want me to remove an extra, like, 0.1% off of this? Yes. Just so that that's it. the scale that we're working with. That is the scale. Which is, is we're dumb. only rating in whole numbers or point fives. It feels dumb. What is that noise? I dropped something. Fucking stop fidgeting. Fine, nine point five. Just for go. that one scene. See like, that, that's, and that's that's fucked up. That's the only thing that like part of the art. Really it's part of the arc. I it lends itself to the story. I agree. But it threw off my enjoyment of the movie when I watched it. 
That's my thing with it. Okay. Like, I can understand that it's important. It's a... Aside from me just having a bias, like, against that kind of person, basically, if you want to put it that way. Well, he's bad on purpose. You're not supposed to like him. You're supposed to be affected by the stuff that's happening. Emotionally. As part of... It does affect me, and it just... I like campy shit. That scene kind of threw off my emotions that I was already having. Because I was already, like, heavy into my feels trying to figure out, oh, is Juno, like, gonna actively go through with this? And then that shit happens, and I'm like, oh, shit. And it just fucked me up for, like, five to ten minutes of the watch through. (laughs) And it just, like, it threw me off. So that's just my personal opinion on it. Kind of cringe, not gonna lie. Well, fuck you. What was your rating on Bell? Uh, well, what's your? I I know what you're trying to do, but your show is different. <laughs> your show has its own up. rating system where you set yeah, it. Yeah, it's way. out of a hundred to and avoid I, decimals and, altogether. But to it avoid also... decimals altogether. But I, you don't need that broad of a scale. It's like the, you can either be like, oh, it's a six, oh, it's a seven, or like, eh, I don't know if it. Uh, I think it's better than a six. But I don't think it quite deserves a 7. 6.5. All you need. I don't like dealing in, like, rounding. <laughs> I don't like rounding shit. Well, you suck. <laughs> Therefore, precise numbers are key. Anyway. At the end uh, of the day, it doesn't matter. We could be like, oh, uh, what what color crumpet is this movie? We could We could rate it. In any way we wanted, <laughs> it wouldn't matter. The, just we're using numbers to represent it. Um, and in yeah, our way, that we're, it, we're, in our, it, uh, we're gonna rate it five green carrots out of six uh, purple oranges. Or like even to take it out of numbers, like that's the thing. It's like the, it could be anything. It wouldn't even have to be numbers. We'd be like, okay, so our rating system is like like a stoplight rating system. We decide if every movie is red, which is bad, yellow, which is okay, or green, which is good. Well, this is like, green. Okay, this movie's a green movie. Uh, but the rating yeah, scale that we use on this, way. Rating scale that we use on this show is we use numbers to represent it. However, it is a simplistic grading scale where we just deal in whole, whole numbers or point fives if there is doubt as to which whole number you should go with. Actually, you know what? I'm going to change my show's uh, grading system. <laughs> oh, my God. It's going to be, uh, what color is the orange? <laughs> what other colors would an orange be? Red. I guess that's true. Yellow. Uh, that's the grapefruit, I think, is what that's you're talking about. That's just an unripe about. orange. <laughs> Perhaps. Uh... And then, uh, if you if you if you're really looking at the unripe ones, uh, they can also be green. <laughs> <laughs> uh, red would be uh, this is the best fucking movie ever. <laughs> green would be this is the worst movie ever. Yellow is like okay, it's kind of bad, but not the worst. That's the opposite of what it should be. And then orange is, you know, this is the largest good. issue. The largest issue in the galaxy is when people try to make red mean good. <laughs> it's so <laughs> antithetical well, to the world. 
Well, uh, red means cold if you've ever looked at fire. Red also <laughs> red red also denotes a high a plus stat in nature on your Pokemon stat screen, and blue means bad. And that has never made sense to me in my life. Like, it's it's so stupid. Uh, red is bad. Red means stop. Well, okay. Here's red the means you're doing something that. wrong. Like, have, you ever, have you ever tasted a blood orange? Uh, blood oranges are good. Yeah, no, that's why I did that. Fair that's enough. why red is good. It's because blood oranges are, like, the best oranges. Yeah. This film? It's a blood it's orange. It's going to get a pretty good for me, dog. It's going to get a pretty good blood orange. How much money do you think Juno spent in her efforts to uh, win Polly Bleeker's heart via orange Tic Tacs? Wait, hold on. That I'm going to Google like this. A... <laughs> hold on. Do seems you remember like a how, many, high how many he had in his uh, mailbox? No, I don't think they gave an exact number. No, no, no. Wait, hold up. He said 100. He said 100. I, don't, I think that was kind of more like... There was like 100 in there. I don't think he was actually quoting a real well, number. Well, we're going off of that rounding, okay? Okay, okay. I imagine inflation was not as big of a factor during this time, though. You gotta keep that in mind if you're looking for an accurate... Hold on, I'm looking for... Okay, so they are specifically orange Tic Tacs, right? Yes. Okay, hold on. I'm trying to see how much they cost in 2007. That's, that's, that's the important thing. See how much they cost now, and then take your total... And put it in a like inflation cap. I'm sure there's like a website you could find where you could be like, this amount of money, how much would this now be in 2007? I'm sure, I'm sure such a tool exists. So just find the current price and then take the lump sum and convert it in that way. Okay, hold on. I'm trying. What the fuck? What? Amazon's being stupid. Holy About what? shit. Orange Tic Tacs cost a lot of money. How much? Amazon is not where you should be looking. Yeah, and that's the only place I can find with a listing for Orange Tic Tacs. Have you tried, like, Walmart.com? <laughs> that's what I'm about to do. Okay. Watch them not... Watch them just not make Orange Tic Tacs anymore. No, I had Orange Tic Tacs pretty recently. Maybe that's what that's what planted the seed in my mind two weeks ago, when I ate orange Tic Tacs. That just that slow that planted the Juno seed in my head, which slowly sprouted, and it finally made me go through with doing Juno Tuno. Wait, what the fuck? Even Walmart has them like pretty fucking expensive. How much is pretty fucking expensive to you? What are you? What is the price? Nineteen thirty three for a pack of them. For a pack of how many? Wait. Oh no, that's that's a twelve pack. Okay, I need to divide this by by twelve. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, that makes more sense. Okay. Sorry, the way that it was like listed, it had it like it was just one of the like regular packs of Tic Tacs for nineteen dollars. Yeah. That's silly to think. Okay, so that's a dollar fifty one currently. Wait, hold on. I'm gonna do reverse inflation counter. Wait, hold on. What? That's uh, they gave me. I got to a wrong fucking. Okay, hold on. Fucking Found what, God. I Found what I was looking for. Found what I was looking for. I opened the wrong thing. Okay, give me a graph, you fucking bitch. 
that. Why can I not remove this? I need 2007. This only goes back to January of 2013. You fucking god. Okay. Tangent over. We're done. No, we I'm failed. continuing with this. Myth busted. We're done. Move on. <laughs> Wait, hold up. Got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. Got it, got it. Totally got it, guys. Don't worry. Okay, so... I'm totally got it. I'm totally not stalling, even though I didn't. I don't have it any more than I had it five minutes ago. No, no, no. I actually found the thing now. I'm just needing to. Okay, I'm having to adjust this. Wait, the prices would have gone up. What? Okay, you obviously found the wrong thing. Over. <laughs> Done. Failure. You've lost the bonus round. <laughs> fucker. This is dumb. Thank you all for listening to Juno Podcast. Juno Tuno. Juno once again. Or just simply the Juno episode of Ishikuru Movie Reviews because it was a different show when I did it before. Uh, but folks, thank you for watching. Sorry there hasn't been a movie review for a while. We're hoping next week we'll have the trio back. The the Riley, Kathy, Mo rotation. Uh, for some Isle of Dogs action. Uh, but I wanted to get back in the game this week because I've been thinking about it. Um, should I have gone to bed earlier instead of that? Uh, maybe. Uh, but <laughs> but the, at the end of the day, we did Juno Tuno. And I'm satisfied. I got I got into some deep philosophical thought about the meaning behind the movie. I was, I was scared that because I talked about it once, I wasn't going to be able to talk about it again in a meaningful way. Um, but I think I'm a lot higher than I was last time. So thus I'm thinking more introspectively about the deep, intricate emotions and like what it all means, man. Uh, so I think that's why I came at it from a very anal analytical perspective tonight and had to give a lot of lip service to defending the pedophile part as an important part of the film that shouldn't detract from the overall rating of the film. But I have... I've lost that battle, I understand. I'm laying my sword down. Alright, Crow, where can our listeners find you? Where did they go? They left. <laughs> well, now, you can find me at linktree.com slash crow underscore royalty because they done, they done took that their at name, eh? They done done, didn't darn took my at name. And now I gotta be Crow underscore royalty. What a world we live in. Me, Crow royalty. Uh, okay, there. <laughs> there there they are. Huh? Uh, don't worry about it. Did you say that my phone died? Yes, it did. Oh, I did not say that, but yeah, yeah my phone died. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can find me at linktr.ee. Pro underscore royalty because some motherfucker took my link. There you can find the issue crew. You can find the Crow's Nest podcast, and you can find uh, Megazord Radio as well as my Twitter. If you really want to go there, but I don't think you do. And where can our listeners find you, Riley? Linktree, Cinematic Universe in the description. It's in my pinned tweet. See you next time. See you next time. I won't be here, but uh, the next time I am, I'm making Riley watch. Uh, either Jennifer's Body or Heisei Generations Forever because I want to go back to nerd shit. No, no, no. Yes, yes, yes.